Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Supporters and critics of former President Donald Trump gather outside of Mar-a-Lago hours after the FBI executes a search warrant at the property. Reportedly, it has to do with documents from the National Archives, but is there more to this? I'm Anjanette Levy, and welcome to this latest edition of Law and Crime Sidebar Podcast. Well, all of the news in the last 24 hours or so has been all about President Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump, and the fact that the FBI went to Mar-a-Lago on Monday and executed a search warrant. There were reportedly 30 FBI agents that were a part of this raid. Uh, President Trump actually broke the news. He broke the news of the raid on his own home by sending out a statement about it. He claimed that they had broken into his safe. Uh, Apparently 15 boxes of documents were taken. But there are a lot of questions about this. Why why go in like this with a search warrant over documents into the home of a former sitting president? So joining us uh, to talk about this, an, an expert in all things FBI related, Bobby Chacon is a retired FBI agent and attorney. Bobby, welcome back to Sidebar. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Anjanette. Thanks for having me. Bobby, what was your first reaction when you heard about the raid on Mar-a-Lago? You know, my first reaction had to be, is this political? And when I heard 30 agents involved in a record search, I mean, when I used to do search warrants on dangerous drug houses in New York City in the 80s and 90s, I didn't bring 30 agents with me. Um, And so it really did uh, strike me as having 30 agents going to a place where you're probably going to run into Secret Service agents if the president is the former president is there. Um, You know, it just seemed a little bit like overkill. Um, And then when the reporting started coming out that it probably had to do with classified documents, it um, it puzzled me even more because that's not an unusual occurrence with former presidents. And it's usually handled in a different way. I find it unusual only in that we had seen some news reports several months ago uh, that the National Archives had already been to Mar-a-Lago and had retrieved and obtained some documents uh, and removed those. They apparently were saying that President Trump took a bunch of documents that he shouldn't have with him uh, from the White House when he left. Uh, But 30 FBI agents, if you were already in discussions and you had already met with his attorneys about this and had retrieved other documents, why go in with the warrant? I understand if it's classified material, you want to handle it very carefully and very sensitively, but, but why 30 agents? Yeah, and that's what puzzled me and and most of my retired agents that we keep in touch with on a daily basis. And when these things happen, we ping each other and and talk about it. And it really was surprising, particularly like you said, exactly what you pointed out. There had been ongoing negotiations with people at the National Archives. Trump did say, you know, it was chaotic when he left the White House and they made some mistakes and they packed up too much stuff 
and sent it all down. They went there. They retrieved them. Now, if it's a case where, you know, they retrieved six boxes and there were two more boxes left behind, that just that's solved by picking up the phone and, and starting the no, no, negotiations again. What a search warrant does is somebody in the FBI with the U.S. Attorney's Office, with the Justice Department, goes before a federal magistrate, fills out an affidavit, swears to that affidavit that says, we believe a crime, a federal crime has been committed, and we believe evidence of that crime is located in this place that we want to search. So I'm trying to figure out if they've now trying to go after Trump with a you know classified documents uh, crime. Now, technically, there are some crimes, but, you know, Presidents have done this in the past and cabinet level secretaries have, have been accused of doing this in the past. And it's never been prosecuted uh, at, at this level, at somebody at this high as a former president. So it really does, you know, like you pointed out, the fact that this the classified document topic has already been discussed. The National Archives have been in negotiations with Trump's people. They've been there. They've retrieved some of them. If, if it's a fact that they didn't retrieve all of them. Then a simple phone call and, and reignite those negotiations takes place. Not thirty FBI agents, um, you know, uh, showing up and uh, trying to uh, execute a search warrant unless there's more to it. Yeah, and that was my question as well. You know, all of the reporting has been that this had to do with classified documents. Obviously, we would all love to see the search warrant. None of us have a copy of it. Uh, none of us has have seen it, but they do, as you mentioned, have to outline why they need this warrant, why they have to be able to enter somebody's property without consent. And that is laying out that they believe they have probable cause, which is a low threshold. They believe that a crime has been committed. So what else could there be? Is there more in that warrant uh, that we don't know about? And, and I bring this up because even if like they seize other items that are of interest uh, with these classified documents, doesn't that have to be outlined within the scope of the warrant? It has to say we're looking for um, all of these items or related items and in order to seize them and in order for them to be used in court? Well, there is a specificity requirement in the Constitution for search warrants um, that you have to outline specifically what you're looking for. And you can't look anywhere that that item would not could not be. So even within the premises that you're searching, you can't, if you're looking for a car, you can't look in a, in a closet, uh, that kind of thing. And so, um, so yes, they, they have to outline. Now, even more important than the search warrant is the affidavit that supports the search warrant that's set out by an FBI agent saying, here's how I know, here's why I think this evidence is located there. But make no mistake, if they're there on a valid search warrant, looking for documents and they see evidence of another crime. For example, if 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 President Trump is under investigation for the January 6th riots and he's and and they are looking they could find evidence there that tie him to the violence at the Capitol on January 6th, they can seize that and they can use it. They can charge him then later with crimes based on that evidence that was seized even though that evidence wasn't outlined in the original warrant. Um, that's the plain view doc doctrine. They can they can do that. Um, now, there are people who believe that that's exactly what happened in this case, that they went in on pretext. They knew they probably had enough to justify the uh, classified documents warrant. They didn't have enough to justify the January 6th warrant. And so they went in under the guise of the classified documents warrant. But really, they were there looking for possible connections to the January 6th violence. So you think that there was a pretext here, that they knew the classified documents may have been there. Let's go in and look for that. But maybe there are some other things of interest that we will find. 
I believe there could be in the context of what's happening now. We are very close to the midterm elections. There's a lot of politicking going on right now. The January 6th commission is looks desperate to charge Trump with a crime related to the January 6th um, events. And so, um, you know, there could be politics at play here. I'm not saying that I know for sure that there is, but it really puzzles me why 30 agents would show up on a document, basically a document search that could have been handled through a phone call from the National Archives because it, this very topic had been dealt with previously and it was dealt with seemingly satisfactory. Now, if there was additional documents they didn't get in the first go round, which by the way, Trump's camp gave up voluntarily um, after negotiating, why not use that same strategy now? Why not pick up the phone and say, hey, we think you have even more stuff than you gave us back. Can we come and take a look? That wasn't done. They chose a different route. The question is why they chose this much more intrusive route, much more, um, you know, aggressive route. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. And I think it's interesting uh, that you bring up the political aspect of this. The, the possibility, and we don't know, but the possibility that there could be politics at play here. Uh, we don't know that. Obviously, we all know that January 6th... Um, was a terrible, terrible day in this country's history. Uh, we saw what happened with people entering the Capitol. Uh, thank goodness nobody was seriously uh, injured. I know that one of the officers later passed away, but it was determined. It, I don't think it was related to January 6th from what I had read uh, after the autopsy was complete. But I just think it's interesting that Liz Cheney had said in the last week or so that there was more information available to the January 6th committee that pertained to the possibility of crimes being committed um, other than what we already know, other than what's already out there in the public sphere. So we really don't know what Liz Cheney was specifically referring to. She makes some very general statements about possibly have the committee having information that we, the public, doesn't have, that maybe the Justice Department has. Hopefully they've shared it with the Justice Department. Um, but she's urging the Justice Department if there's evidence there. Now, there is some evidence that uh, about fraud crimes and, and, and you know nonviolent crimes that they might be able to um, uh, put on, on Trump. Uh, now, they're probably... Uh, hesitant to do that because that's that's considered an overplay of your hand. These things are not routinely prosecuted, uh, and and so you know I think what the what the committee and what the Justice Department wants to do is get Trump on something much more serious because if they have the evidence of of that other stuff, and believe me, the January sixth committee has been going on for a long time. They've heard from a lot of witnesses. If they don't have the information now, going into Trump's house is not going to get you the smoking gun in my opinion, that you need. If you have all of these other witnesses testified, you should have enough already to bring charges. So in my mind, the that's that, that also leads to the pretext uh, 
theory that this could be looking for something else, because certainly the January 6th committee has done its work. They've heard from dozens, if not hundreds of witnesses. They've seen many, many documents. Um, and if the case isn't there now, I don't know how much more you're going to get looking for classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. Well, we will follow it closely. We will continue to keep a close eye on it. Bobby Chacon, retired FBI agent and attorney. Uh, thanks so much again for coming on Sidebar. And that's it for this edition of Law and Crime Sidebar Podcast. It is produced by Sam Goldberg and Michael Dininger. Bobby Zoki is our YouTube manager. Kiara Bronson handles our social media. And Alyssa Fisher is our booking producer. You can download and find Law & Crime Sidebar on a number of platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, and any other place you get your podcasts. Also, you can watch the podcast on our YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.